escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Prime Headlines is brought to you by Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. We are your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Hello, this is Johnny's Prime with me, Samuel Kojo Brace. Our lead stories this are tonight, Sanitation Minister under intense pressure to resign or be sacked as anti-corruption campaigners call on the special prosecutor to conduct an immediate lifestyle audit after it emerged. She kept a million dollars, other foreign currency, and several millions of cities in her home. And MPs demand sacking of Cecilia Dapa after it emerged. Money amounting to millions of cities were stolen from a private residence as the case triggers call for a probe. We have details of all of those matters here. Now, also, the minority demand an expedition of the parliamentary inquiry into leaked tape that exposed a conspiracy to remove IGP George Ekufo Dampare and rig the 2024 elections. We have details into that story. Now, at 8 p.m., I'll hand over the baton to uh, Pius Kojobaka to bring us prime business. And only 11% of Ghanaian workforce are optimistic that media budget will introduce policies to address the issues facing the economy. Later at 8.30 p.m., Razab Muzba will be joining us with Prime Sports. Well, an executive council member of the Ghana Football Association refutes claims that the association is planning to replace Chris Hutton as head coach of the senior national team following a run of unimpressive results after only three games in charge. From our studio here in Accra, we are live on DSTV Channel 421, GoTV Channel 125, around the world on myjoyonline.com. Stay with us for details. Joy News Prime Headlines was brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Now, the Sanitation and Water Resources Minister Cecilia Abinadapa is under intense pressure to resign or be sacked. In fact, in the last few hours, anti-corruption campaigners have been demanding that a special prosecutor conducts an immediate lifestyle audit. After it emerged, she kept a million dollars, other foreign currency, and several millions of cities 
in her home. The revelation came to light in court documents filed by Madame Dapa and her husband after the monies were allegedly stolen from a private residence by her house helps. The accused persons are currently facing trial, but the court case has turned the spotlight on the minister. We'll be speaking with lawyer Bobby Bunsen and banking consultant Richmond Etchahene. But first, let's go through how the event is alleged to have occurred. Now, uh, according to the amended charge sheet and brief fact presented in court, Miss Boche, also known as Mabina, was a house help of the complainants, Daniel Osekufo and his wife, Cecilia. Abina Dapa. The court heard that Ms. Ajay was also a former house help of the complainant. The complainant reported the case to the police in June of this year after detecting the theft of cash and their personal effect. The statement also says that, or the fact says Ms. Boche was caught entering the couple's room with a duplicate key. Upon entering the room, Mr. Kufour found Ms. Boche hiding behind the door. Now, after the incident, the complainant realized that some of their properties were missing. Ms. Boche was arrested and released on police inquiry bail, but went into hiding with her boyfriend, Benjamin, in Tamale. While in Tamale, they allegedly rented a three-bedroom apartment and a store. Upon intelligence, the police arrested Ms. Boche, leading to the retrieval of 400,000 U.S. dollars, uh, 40,000, sorry, 40,000 U.S. dollars, and 72,619 cities, 70 pesos from the apartment. Ms. Boche allegedly used the stolen money to buy a three-bedroom house, a double-decker refrigerator, a water dispenser, a television set, a washing machine, and a chest cooler, among other items. Now, the fact also says she bought a, a Hyundai Elantra for Benjamin, who later sold it to purchase a Honda Civic. Ms. Boche also gave her father 50,000 Ghana cities and 1 million cities to her ex-boyfriend, Malik. Now, during interrogation, Ms. Boche implicated Sarah as her accomplice. The case is set to continue on August 2, 2023. So those are the facts of the matter. We will revert to the story shortly and bring you interactions at the back of the story. But let's go to Parliament now because there's growing calls for Minister for Sanitation and Water Resources, Cecilia Abinadapa, to be sagged after it emerged that millions of cities' foreign currencies were stolen from a private residence by her house helps. Now, the accused persons are currently facing trial, but the report have triggered calls for her to immediately be sagged by the president over how she made that amount. Listen to NDC MP for Sola, Tuna Kalba, Andrew, Dari, Chiwete, MP for Gumwa West, Richard Jan Mensa, and Kumbungu MP, Professor Hamza Adam, demanding that she resigns or be sacked. She should be sacked. You think if, 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 if it was under NDC, that woman will still, in, will still be in office as we talk? No, 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 no. It should not be a matter of Madame Cecilia Dapa resigning. Madame Cecilia Dapa should be sacked. Simple. Why? Where did, where, where did she get that money? It's not, it's not just even Ghana cities. Where did she get that, get that money? 
and and accordingly the the cities is in millions we are not able to tell how many millions or how much cities that they took from the house millions of cities euros pounds whatever the woman should be sacked. We should find out how did she get the money. And before we do those things, she should be sacked. This, this morning I read the, the news. And I think it's unfortunate because um, I, I have not much concern about how she got the money. But uh, at his, uh, with this position, I think she should have deemed it right that such an amount should not be kept at home. Because we are even calling on ordinary people to put their monies at the banks just to also help the, boost the economy. So if you can hold over a million dollars in your house, I think it's a bit questionable. And this, I think, uh, to me, she, she should do the honorable thing. We'll definitely demand that the minister clears the way. And that will simply mean that she should do the alternate thing by resigning. Otherwise, the president must compel her to resign. Now, lawyer Bobby Banson, who is a private legal practitioner, has been speaking at the back of the story, explaining the laws that govern this particular, uh, you know, that has to do with whether you can keep such an amount in your house or not. We'll bring that to you later. But we're joined via Zoom by banking consultant Richmond, Dr. Richmond Piahine uh, for more on this. Also joining us is anti-corruption campaigner uh, Vitus Azim. Grateful to you gentlemen for coming in here. Uh, let me start with you, um, uh, Dr. Richmond Piahine. Uh, okay, so let, let me start with, with uh, Vitus Azim. But, but Chief, I'm grateful. How do you react to this you know this news in the first place and how do you expect the government to approach this matter uh it's very surprising and very disheartening when we are already facing a problem of educating people in the country that one person has taken all this money and put it in under her bed it is possible that she is not the only one that has got this money under her bed maybe there are others Okay. And so it will be necessary to make an investigation. But I think we should not just jump to the conclusion that she's sacked. We need to find out the source of the money, why it is lying in her house, before we can talk of what action to take. Okay. So, so, so I mean, in the immediate uh, 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 circumstances, what do you expect to happen? Now people are calling for her to step aside. You are saying that that shouldn't be it. So what do you expect to happen in the immediate term? I am expecting an investigation by the relevant authorities. See, the Financial Intelligence Center was established to deal with such issues. Then the Ghana Revenue Authority, if it is found that it was from a business, would also find out whether she was paying tax or not. The Office of Special Prosecutor, with his, uh, uh, his lifestyle audit, can also go into it. And the Commission on Human Rights and Civil Justice can also find out whether she declared herself at the time she was entering Parliament, I mean, becoming a minister, and whether between that time and this time these monies were accounted for or not. If the monies were not included in her previous asset declaration, then she has questions to answer. Well, um, you have people who say that during the former President John Mohammed's time, um, a deputy minister was sacked for wishing to have $1 million. In this instance, we have a minister whose home a uh, $1 million has been stolen from. 
you, you think those who are calling for that are rushing the gun? Yes, I think so. It, but it depends on the, the will of the president. If the, will, the president has the willpower to deal with corruption, then he would at least ask her to step aside while the investigations are going on. Mm. Otherwise, he would just do like the previous, the previous allegation. He would just say, oh, she's not guilty, and that kind of thing. Mm. So, mm. I think that the investigation is necessary by independent institutions and not by the government. I don't expect much from the government when it comes to investigating this matter. What about the Office of the Special Prosecutor? I have mentioned four. The Office of the Special Prosecutor, the Commission on Human Rights and Social Justice, the Ghana Revenue Authority, and the Financial Intelligence Center. Mm. They all have various aspects of this to investigate. And then they can collaborate and come out with a report that will uh, indict the, the, the person if she has done the wrong thing. Mm. What must be the focus of this investigation, really? The focus must be what? The source of the fund, the money, and two, why it was lying in the house instead of going to the bank. Mm. Because there's this issue about money. We have a money laundering, anti money laundering uh, act. And when you are keeping so much money in the house, the immediate suspicion is that this money has not been legally uh, acquired. And that's why you're hiding it from the public eye, hiding it from the bank. It's been, I mean, we are almost 12 hours through the day since the story broke. We haven't heard anything from government. The president hasn't said anything. Um, people are expressing disappointment. Are you disappointed in the fact that you've not heard anything from the president so many hours I after am, the news broke? I am disappointed, but I'm not surprised. It's not new. Okay. Wow. There, were similar, there were similar things in the past where you were expecting him to investigate or ask the president to step aside and he did it. Or he did, but did not do anything on the, 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 the finding. Mm. Excuse me, so I'm, I am disappointed, but I'm not surprised about this action. Mm. Silent on this matter. As you said, there might be a lot more people who are having these monies with them. Would you then, you know, recommend that an investigation should go beyond the Minister for Sanitation and extend to other members of the government. But once they've done, they've done, or we've not heard anything about them, can we just say we're extending an investigation to them? No, I mentioned that the, the Office of Special Prosecutor talked of a, a lifestyle audit. So if he has the staff, he can go out there and look at certain people who are living certain lifestyles and investigate them. Mm. He just said that he was going to do that, and so it will be surprising if he decides to do it. Mm. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, grateful to you for joining us here. We look forward to see. Uh, but do you have a period within which you expect that something will happen? Like the four institutions you've mentioned, are you foreseeing that maybe, say, in the next 24 hours or within the next 48 hours, these institutions will act? Uh, I am not expecting anything like that. The Commission on Human Rights might be waiting for somebody to petition it. As for the Office of Social Prosecutor, the Financial Intelligence Center and the TRA, they are directly under the executive and they will be looking up to the executive to decide whether they should go ahead and investigate or not. So I wouldn't expect anything immediately. Okay. All right. Um, I'm grateful to you for joining us here, Mr. Vitor Zazim. He is an anti corruption campaigner. Uh, but.
let's uh, go back to Parliament because the minority in Parliament are calling for expedited hearings of the special committee set up by Parliament to investigate a leaked tape which allegedly exposed a plot to remove the IGP, Dr. George Akufo-Dampari, and rake the 2024 election. And former MPP, Northern Regional Chairman Bugri Nabu, has confirmed the authenticity of the tape as being one of the voices heard on it. Speaking to journalists in Parliament, the Deputy Minority Leader, Emmanuel Amakofibua, explained that names of the committee members have been forwarded to the Speaker and there is an immediate need to bring finality to the matter. If anybody had any doubt on the authenticity of that leak tape, Yesterday in that uh, interview, our uh, senior uh, Bugrinabu basically cleared that doubt and basically confirmed that indeed that meeting took place and that that leak tape was authentic. Now, it's very, very clear. We also heard that uh, two of his secretaries, as the, the interview uh, told us, were picked up by the NIB. I think it's important that we revisit this matter this morning. One, we call on this parliament to basically continue that investigation, independent investigation. And so the speaker had directed that we uh, nominate members who have already done that. We believe that that committee must begin work as quickly as possible. Emmanuel Amakofibua also demanded that the police and other security agencies publicly speak on the alleged arrests made in connection with the leaked tape. It is also important that we know exactly what the police service is doing. We also must know what the interior ministry is doing. Now, we found out that two of the secretaries of uh, uh, Bugrinabu were picked up yesterday. Now, it is important that this investigation is thorough. And that means that all those involved in that leak tape involvement must be part of this comprehensive investigation, including the police officers and everybody else involved. We need to get to the bottom of this matter. And as I said earlier, and the reason why I brought this up, it had everything to do with the stability, our democracy, and our, uh, our national security. And it's very, very important that this matter, if anybody had any doubt, there was something that, quite frankly, was not true. It has been confirmed that, indeed, there was a meeting, there was this discussion about a conspiracy to remove the IGP, and that must concern every Ghanaian, and we must get to the bottom of it. In fact, one of the real concerning matters had to do the discussion in that league tape about plans to interfere with the 2024 elections. This country must be concerned, and that's why we are re-echoing a complete investigation, especially now that uh, Bugri Nabu has cleared every doubt that the tape was authentic. Now to other stories, uh, the Land and Natural Resources Minister Samuel Abujinapur has described as unfortunate illegal mining activities on the Black Volta. In an interaction with the media, the minister revealed that 20 Shanghai machines were destroyed through a joint operation of the armed forces and the Savannah Regional Security Council. He further assured measures would be put in place to ensure all river bodies are protected. I just want to give a quick briefing on uh, the unfortunate reports we received about 
the black voter and the incidences of illegal small-scale mining activities on this river body of our country. The black voter uh, straddles between the savannah through Bono all the way through our country and it's a very important river body of our country and therefore uh, the uh, need for us to protect that river body and others across the country is absolutely important. I'm happy to report that following um, the intelligence gathered and, and the reports which the ministry received, working closely with the Minerals Commission and the Savannah Regional Security Council, chaired by the Regional Minister Honorable Moazu Jibril, the 6BN in, 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 in collaboration with the military command of the Savannah region were able to carry out a recce, an intelligence gathering operation, and were able to ascertain the true facts on the ground. And as I speak to you now, a series of operations have been embarked upon. My, the reports I've received suggest that 20 shanfines have been destroyed and a well thought through elaborate operational plan has been put in place to ensure that there are no recurrence of these illegal mining activities on this. Uh... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Um, river body of our country. I mean, I think it's important that we have to take these measures because these are some of the river bodies which are largely not invaded by illegal small-scale mining um, operators and activities. And therefore, if we, if we um, take preemptive measures and take proactive measures to ensure that we protect um, that enclave, it will be good for our country. And I want to assure the country that we are going to do everything possible. The Minerals Commission is working around the clock. The Inspectorate Division, as well as the Commission itself, is supporting the Savannah Regional Security Council and Coordinating Council to be on top of this particular issue. The further information we have is that some of these um, persons and operators have moved to the Bono East region of our country, and therefore we began discussions with the commands of um, the Central Command of the Ghana Armed Forces to make sure that these individuals are flushed out. The most important thing is that the Ministry assures the country that we're going to take all me measures necessary to protect all the river bodies of our country. Yes. This is your election headquarters and former trade and industry minister Alan Kodjochevanting has ended his tour of the OT region with an appeal to delegates to consider him among the first five aspirants at a superdelegates congress in the coming month. Correspondent Peter Senu has followed his campaign tour and a wrap of events. Two-day delegates tour entered its third day on Thursday. Alan met delegates from all the nine constituencies who hardly received him with cheers. Abubakar Sadiq Boniface. 
is the National Operations Commander for Alan campaign team. He tells why Alan must be supported to lead the party. I'm telling you that this is a visionary man. If you check, if you read political history, check. If you go to China, the party is stronger than the government. The billionaires you hear about in China are party faithful. Alan provided funds. You also established what we call business, constituency business ventures. Gave them uh, working capital. Others, he helped to establish block making machines, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, water making machines, donated to constituents. Even buses were donated to some constituents to run a business. I, Abu Bakr, Honorable Abu Bakr Sadiq Boniface, I know the man coming after uh, uh, His Excellency Nanado Danko Akufuado, whether we like it or not, it is Alan John Kojochiremantin who is becoming the president. Some youth have also joined the Alan campaign team. They tell us why they are on this mission. On the tangent of credibility, Amongst all the people voting to be president, leading the MPP into the general elections, nobody is more credible than the Honorable Angel Martin. In terms of the party spirit, he represents the true party spirit because the MPP believes in long service sacrifice and continuous dedication. And he being the man who checked all these boxes, I don't think that any other person, even from the party perspective, is better equipped to lead this country. For Alan Chiramantin, this prominent contest is about who Ghanaians would trust to break the eight for the MPP. He says he is the one with a national character to deliver this victory for the MPP and Ghanaians at large. And then because he is I'm the only candidate for MPPCC. He also wants delegates to consider him because he has a plan to put all polling station executives on a payroll for their sacrifices and dedication to the party. Apart from that, he again intends to raise two local contractors to execute local contracts to create jobs and strengthen the economy. But how feasible is this intention to put party workers on a payroll? Yaobuabinya Samoa is one of the campaign coordinators for the Alan campaign team. Alan has been emphatic about politics being divorced from the public purse. As we speak, 
he is running this campaign, not, not on public funds, but on support from well-wishers and supporters. He's not using government money. And he stated it ad nauseum. said he is not going to use public funds as president to support the party. That he is going to found the party on private sector principles. That is what powerful parties worldwide do. The ANC of South Africa, the Chinese Communist People's Party. From Alan's three-day campaign tour of the Oti region to appeal to voters to vote for him during this pruning exercise. My name is Peter Sanu for Joy News. Now, to many, it is a family feud, a political battle between an uncle, Yusuf Osman, and a nephew, Manaf Ibrahim, in the MPP parliamentary primary in the Asawasa constituency. With the op- opening of nominations for MPP orphan constituencies, the thought of an easy race for Manaf, a former contender in the race, has turned to be a rather fierce contest. Others are also joining the race, including Hajia Zainab Salo, the Ashanti Regional Financial Secret- Secretary of the MPP, who doubles as regional head of Maslok. Nanaya Ojima put a spotlight on the Asawasi constituency days into the opening of nominations. Asawasi has been a safe seat for the National Democratic Congress in the Ashanti region. It is one of the two constituencies in the region never won by the NPP. The closest the party has come to victory in the constituency was in 2016 when they lost to NDC's Muntaka Mubarak by less than 6,000 votes. NPP leaders are optimistic of victory if unity is fostered. Noah Ousu is first vice chair of the Aswasi constituency. The party is convinced that when we come out with unity, anything can be achieved. Muntaka isn't a small person when it comes to politics, but we know that gradually, as we fought him previously, we can now you know, come together and then do something positive for ourselves. A staff at the office of the president, Yusuf Osman, is the latest candidate to have picked forms to contest the primary. A Mampurisi from the home of the Sariki Mampurisi of the Zongo community in Kumase, Yusuf is well known among residents of Sabun Zongo. To his supporters, he is a unifying candidate because he is the only one who has refused to align to any faction in the party at the constituency level. Baron Atuguba touts the ability of the aspirant. Happened. We went to 2020 election, lost like 20,000 votes. So if I said, if you continue on doing the same thing, you continue to get the same results. And there's some saying that people do some skirts and blouse in Asawasi constituents. So in case you present the same candidate and the other candidate who thought that people do that underground campaign against him, what would they do? They will go the same way, go and do campaign against him. It won't affect the candidate, let that go and affect the party at large. So thinking that new face is the person that can unite both fashion. From the household of the Sariki Mamprisi also is Manaf Ibrahim, who has long worked towards leading the NPP in the constituency. The former staff of the vice president's office was suspended by the party in 2016, denying him of an opportunity to contest the race after filing nomination. His supporters, who contend his suspension was not justified, say Manaf holds the party's key to success. He's a unifier and he's a philanthropist of this Aswansi constituency in the nation at large because not being in a in, in, in a leadership role as a MC or MP or a parliamentary candidate or whatever what have you 
he's doing so well in the areas of health. As Meanwhile, the Ashanti Regional Treasurer of the NPP, Hajia Zainab Salo, has announced her interest to contest NPP Aswasi primary. The regional Maslok boss expressed concern over lack of unity among party members. Well, if I was to start to my campaign, I'll beg them that you should vote for me so that we're able to bring unity among the party. Our intention and our agenda as an MPP is to break the eight. But you can't break the eight without unity. As I see MPP, we are more than even NDC. It is expected that others will pick nominations in the party's bid to wrestle power from the fifth-term incumbent MP, Muntaka Mubarak. For Joy News, Nanaya Ojima reporting. Well, we'll take a break, but before we do, let's return to our earlier story on the sanitation minister and the sort of monies that were picked from her house and the reactions that have been coming throughout the day. Now, former President John Dramani Mahama has been tweeting. Now, um, he says, and he tweeted, that $1 million plus 300,000 euros plus millions of Ghana cities in a Ghanaian minister's home, scandalous, even if genuinely acquired, why keep millions of hard currency at home? Will at N. Akufuado ever set a good example for public office holders in his administration? That's a question that the former president asked. Now, uh, Dionli Abe has commented, and he says, for the records, JDM sacked a minister who was caught on tape saying, quote, I will resign from politics if I make $1 million, unquote. I mean, just the thought of acquiring that much warranted her dismissal. Sylvester Asari says, let us get a, a, a breath, Mr. Former President. All of you are the same. Isaac Ike says, Nada and all his ministers are candidates for jail. Prince Peck says, let's begin to ask ourselves, really, really, is this the kind of visionary leader we envisaged? When we went to the post in 2020 to elect this president, your guess is as good as my hashtag Kokromoti power. Uh, well, Daniel JM says, Attorney General has not heard this one, maybe yet to hear. Gideon Mensa Yorson says, irrespective of the fact that the minister's act is fictitious, Mr. Mahama should not have the moral right to talk about matters like this in this country. This man is okay. Like how? Hey, Fidelis Anyagre says, this is just a sanitation minister. What about the finance minister's home? We are finished as a country. Francis Frimpon says, it's only shallow-minded people that will support this minister. This is the IMF money that has been shared among uh, themselves. Well, uh, those are some of the comments that you have been sharing on our Facebook page. We'll take a quick break. We will be back with more stories. Stay with us.
The malaria will knock you down, eh? no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. It feels like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school. Mainly because we feel that we are young and we don't have the resources and the guts to be one. But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are. Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur. Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation to attain business objectives. The explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation. Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. Bro, see, with the Equibank salary.
Safari account, you will enjoy free life insurance. Oh. Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A hundred and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank double salary promo reloaded. Vimwo, this EcoBank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Uh, uh, but maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I had to go shine my shoe. Hey. Yo, myself, I had to go check my BP. Open an EcoBank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the EcoBank double salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Mia Kasano, and when I find it, I stick to it. Mashishumanya Bell Pack Tissues. Bell Pack and with T-Roll. Bell Pack T-Roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Me yusua, me hotome. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. Uti bakwa, uti mi de pepaye, uti mi soki, e chimu esa pepa. One Bell Pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today. Say a pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Nothing feels so good like Bell Pack. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. Has a working surface like it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. Well, it falls down into spiral. That's not true. But why? Hey! Syntax was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntax again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntax gives you the biggest warranty. Seven years. No. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Water your water needs? Syntex is the answer. Syntex Tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? From the break. Now, as the country continues to rebuild health facilities across the country due to the devastating impact caused by COVID 19, the Christian Health Association of Ghana says that time has come for the country to build a responsive, resilient sector for quality healthcare delivery. 
There is more in this report. The major edition of the Safe Care Awards has been held to honor deserving stakeholders in the health sector. With the help of the Health Facilities Regulatory Agency, the awards are to honor and recognize health facilities and internationally certified safe care assessors who have championed health care quality improvement. Fifteen individuals and facilities were awarded with the country director of safe care, Dr. Bonificia E.J. Benefo, being adjudged the overall best. Speaking to Joy News, the executive director of CHAG, Dr. Peter Yeboa, emphasized that quality is an important factor in the health delivery system. Dr. Yeboa added that the country is pushing to attain the utmost level of safe care according to global standards. The CHAG Pharmacist Safe Care Quality Improvement Program is an important portfolio within the CHAG network um, as an implementing partner and a faith-based Christian uh, organization. We believe that quality is a centerpiece of our holistic health and healing, uh, ensuring that anyone who visits a CHAG facility will have the utmost optimal quality health services. And so for the past three years, um, in collaboration with pharmacists, we have adopted and embedded the Safe Care Quality Implement Program to ensure that our systems, our environment, our staff, uh, organizational environment reflect our ideals and values of our highest accountability with respect to the mandate that we have to promote health and healing. And we do so aware that quality is probably the single most important structure, system, process, or outcome that is expected within the entire health sector. Uh, we believe strongly that for CHAG, we are the anointed and appointed guardian of safety, um, uh, best experience in healthcare, and of course, effectiveness in the way we package, uh, define, defend and we deliver health services. Karen Obing's report read to you. Now, fishermen in Ghana who are currently observing the closed fishing season continue to receive support from government and other benevolent organizations in order to cope with the closure of the season. Ghana's Ministry of Fisheries and Aquaculture Development, together with their counterparts in Cote d'Ivoire, closed the fish season to both artisanal fishers and the industrial trawlers on the 1st of July. But the president of Challenging Height, James Kofi Annan, says he is calling on government to provide appropriate insurance packages for the affected individuals whose livelihoods depend on a fishing value chain. He was speaking when he presented financial support valued at 250,000 cities to fishermen at Winneba in the central region. The support valued 250,000 Ghana cities to 368 fishermen in Winneba is to help the beneficiaries cope with the impact of this year's fishing close season. According to the president and founder of Challenging Heights, James Kofianan, the beneficiaries were carefully selected from among those who are caregivers of children of school-going age and those whose sources of income have ceased as a result of the closed season. Presenting the items, Mr. Annan expressed his displeasure towards government for not doing enough to mitigate the impact of the closed season on the fishermen and fishmongers whose livelihoods are being affected. We know that there are over 200,000 artisanal fishermen along the coastal areas. And uh, the 
value chain within the fishing communities has employed over 2.2 million individuals. And all these people are now at home, not doing anything because of the closed season. And there is no insurance for them. There is no social security. There is no leave for them. So we have seen the hardship. We have seen the difficulties that they are facing. So we decided as organization challenging heights to provide the support for them to mitigate the hardship. We are standing on this to call on government to implement um, carefully this closed season program. We believe that there must be some appropriate mitigating policies that should come with it because these fishermen have no other alternative livelihoods apart from the fishing that they are engaged in. So the government must um, provide appropriate alternative mitigating uh, livelihoods for them. He lamented that in view of the consequences of the closed season, his organization is calling on government to provide appropriate insurance packages for the affected individuals whose livelihoods depend on the fishing value chain. Uh, this money is for free. It's a grant that we are using to cushion them. And thanks to uh, people who support us, we are able to uh, support them through grant. We, it's not a loan. We are not taking it back. We are giving it to them just to cushion them because it's very difficult. Poverty is endemic. I mean, instantly, once the uh, close season is applied, because these are fishermen don't have saving schemes. They don't have um, social security. They don't have any insurance mechanism. So as soon as they don't go to work, then they are instantly uh, um, plant themselves into poverty. And so this support is just Judge pushing Wazi. them to be able to live meaningful lives within this one-month period that they are not going to work. This year, the organization has so far supported 350 senior high school students, 245 TV students, and 235 tertiary students across the country. The organization has also supported 320 farmers with farm input during the farming season and is currently supporting over 500 children who have been rescued from worst forms of child labor and trafficking situations as well as over 600 women in various livelihood programs. Reporting for Joy News, Richard Kujenyako. This is the Joy News Prime. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with showbiz.
okay. Fifi, it's my calibre inside the feet. Don't touch it, okay? Don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calibre, okay? Okay. Should I leave some for you? It's okay, Grandma. You can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I brought plenty for you. Do you know that that calipo, the natural fruit juice drink? This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. For Abena. Abena, there's someone looking for you. Adam, please where's Abena? Abena, yes, is this who you are looking for? Ah. Adam, please get me Abena. Please. Della, Abena Bra. Oh, Abner. It's not Abner Rice. Abner Rice. Energy and quiet. FDA. Investment Limited. All right, so time for us to bring you showbiz. And Becky Beggs is in the house. I don't know whether she's, she's seen one million dollars before. <laughs> yeah, Becky, welcome. Oh, I'm working towards it. <laughs> I'm cutting SOTs <laughs> and praying so hard that one million dollars mm. uh, would be in my possession soon. One day. I'm only thinking about what to do with the $1 million. $1 million. Um, ask me, I think that I'll use part of this to sponsor um, the needy. Mm. You know, like set up an initiative. Relax, where you relax, relax. We'll get the money. Uh, relax. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way you're telling me your dreams. And no, it's not dreams, everything. but it's things I'll do when I get the money. When you get Ten, the money. Yeah. When I get the money, I'll have, um, mm. I'll pray. You pray. And say a very big thank you to Jesus. Allah. Mm. Pray your tight. So what my tithe. Is I got, the tithe will be $100,000. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about Pater Pabris because uh, he's been in the news. He's been 
doing his media rounds and all of that, and he's been having loads and loads of conversations. He actually has a song out, mm. uh, but he says that he would love to collaborate with Rick Ross. Why are you smiling? No, no, no. I mean, it will be, it will he be, actually it. he actually met uh, yeah. Rick Ross back in the U.S., mm -hmm. and he thinks that he's the only uh, person that he would love to collaborate with, Patapa. International artists, would you love to feature? International. Mm. Oh, me Ghana, the me issues, me future be our Ghana. That's why he's asking. Yeah, which international artist? Um, I think say me a recross or a good. Yeah, because um, mirror US, no say recross. I'm Kasami mani. Yeah, me boss not me kwe no. On the Oche me nifu ona uhu ni panu say. Because you be a. You want to meet recross? Oh, you be a simple. On put it on pantali show. On one table nine is in a dine a kakebi, in a table nine kakebi. But Bokono simple, I'm going to see peace. On shut up, near Fundum. You see, and I mean, we say, ah, Sana, artist na Waka celebrity, and yes, she's a home. And yadi bia, a yagai bia, like you focus on what you are doing and you get money to take care of your family. You focus on what you're doing yeah. and get the one million dollars for your, your family. family. <laughs> but the the spirit. Ray, so let's let's do something about okay. cues and lyrics. You know, we've been yeah. telling you all about yeah. cues and mm -hmm. lyrics, and mm -hmm. now we have the grand finale of uh, Joy Prime's most talked about music reality show, Cues and Lyrics, and it's finally here. The five finalists: Limwell, Tia Music, Lovette, uh, Kwabena Mufasa, and Tregan uh, are all poised and enthused to mount the final stage of the competition with Electrifying Show on Saturday, July 2022. So uh, the grand finale, which comes off uh, the Silicon House production, Tessano, will witness performances from uh, Yat hitmaker Paluta and uh, some evicted contestants, among others. Through the grooming stage of going to the 10 weeks with the, uh, like the judges, mm -hmm. their you know, remarks and their queries on me uh, sort of influenced my decision to actually select a high life, you know, gender okay. to be able to sing and also rap. So I'm really trying to put everything in good amount, allow me, my mind to think, allow my mind to fly, but also when I'm piecing it together, it doesn't shout, it just makes the sound that it needs to make. Mm. <laughs> You have our tough times and then uh, good times too. Uh, we've managed to the finals, so it's been good. It's mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. Yes. Mm. You know, I've never been in a competition before. This is my very first, and I've made it here. So I'm just contemplating on how it will be like. Like. I don't know how to feel. I'm feeling every type of way. The, 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 the grand finale, Charlie. Same old vibe. Same old vibe with something spicy.
So, Brace, this yeah. is what, you cannot w- uh, miss out on this particular no, no, edition. Not at all. But we started with them. We're going to oh, end with, with them. them. Okay. When we started, you well, you had you know something to do, which so is I, sing. I, 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 so I this sang evening, myself. yeah. Before we go, before we wrap up, um, uh, yeah, you you should do okay. something to. Onyimbuk, she love kitchen. Oh, that's from Kofi yeah. Kata. My favorite pepper soup, your love chicken. Mm. Ah, well, on that beautiful uh-huh. note, uh, on that beautiful note, we end Joy News Prime here mm-hmm. on the Joy News channel. For more news, log on to myjoyonline.com. And that's where you find all the news. And tomorrow, please join Joy Prime's uh, Cues and Lyrics finalist for an amazing time. Let me do my uh, my own sets before we go. <clears throat> do we still have time? I will do. Hey, while you're playing the beat in your head. Okay. I ask you about guys up next. <laughs> Investment Limited. Pepsodent is aware that globally, one in two children suffer from cavities. That's why by giving her Pepsodent, you're not only protecting her teeth, but also helping her grow up and thrive at every stage of her life with a healthy and confident smile so she can succeed and achieve all of her dreams. Because every smile matters. surrounded by a wildlife from the moment we entered the eco park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat undisturbed by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelope. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? 
ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Oak Brown Crane, Mara, Silky Chicken, Nalas, Shetland Ponies, and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this price for adults? This price for teenagers. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It's been a thrill of a lifetime, and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature. For the ultimate in entertainment, switch on now. Are you feeling what I'm feeling? Yes! Because DSTV is going to make you with something for everyone. Switch on a world of action and comedy, reality, drama. Got it. play now with the DSTV app and catch up. I got you, girl. Get the My DSTV app to get or stay connected. Switch on a world of... Wow. Wow. <laughs> and switch on now with DSTV. The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Hello tonight on Prime Business. Only 11% of Ghanaian workers are optimistic media budget will introduce policies that will help grow economy. We will hear from a report by auditing and accounting firm Deloitte Ghana. Also in this bulletin, Ghana has no strategic petroleum reserves for crisis moments. Managing Director of Borg Oil Storage and Transportation Company confirms, but assures there is no cause for alarm. Uh, we know we don't, have, we don't have money to buy the strategic reserves. We know that. But we are trying, we, what we do is we make sure we have enough inventory to keep the country running. The nation needs to have a, a certain conversation, and that conversation should lead to how we're going to finance our strategic reserves. Plus, Ghana Civil Society Cocoa Platform is asking government to increase the cocoa producer price for farmers to avert smuggling of the bean. Science. If Ghana is paying 800 cities per bag, and in Ivory Coast right now they are paying around 1,350 equivalent in Ghana cities per bag, and Togo is paying about 1,500 Ghana cities equivalent per bag, obviously it makes business sense. We have details of these and many more shortly.
Thanks very much for your time. I am Pius Kujobaka. And look now at our stories. Only 11% of Ghanaian workers are optimistic about the media budget introducing policies that will help the economy grow. That's according to a survey by accounting and auditing firm Deloitte Ghana. Again, some respondents are pessimistic about the introduction of policies that will drive growth. There is more in this report. According to the survey, the respondents believe growth will be boosted by lowering value-added tax and increasing private sector participation. Indeed, a whopping 66% want a revision of the VAT rate to reduce prices. On measures by the government to boost exports, the survey found that credit availability and reduced customs fees were the most important. Actually, 59% wants the review of capital allowance deduction for certain vehicles upwards, whilst 55% wants the financial sector recovery levy abolished. Meanwhile, 34% of Ghanaian workers believe Ghana's gross domestic product growth rate would exceed the International Monetary Fund's forecast of 1.6% for 2023. In terms of the most effective changes in direct tax regulations for the industry, 74% of respondents view a reduction in corporate income tax rate as the most desired change to direct taxes. The survey contained 16 questions and was administered online. Let's make sense out of this survey. And joining me via Zoom is Yao Lati, partner at Deloitte Ghana. Yao, good to join. Um, you could join me on Prime Business. Now, only 11% of Ghanaians. Quite alarming, right? Yes, quite alarming. Good evening to you and your viewers. Um, so, this is a survey that was conducted in the last one month. Mm. And uh, the respondents were about 250 workers across six sectors of the economy. So, talk about financial services, consumer, industry, um, and all the other uh, four or five sectors that we categorize. And most of the respondents, uh, significantly within the middle level, so the low to middle level, supervisors, managers, assistant managers, and senior managers at various institutions were contacted. Mm-hmm. And so, we got some very good responses from all the um, respondents that we reached out to. And so, our survey. Uh, covered issues that have affected Ghanaians in the last few years and also what Ghanaians expect to see in the budget, upcoming mid-year budget and also the budget for 2024. Uh, most of the uh, respondents were very, very pessimistic about government introducing policies that would drive economic growth. And this was based on the fact that a lot of the policies that are introduced in budgets do not go through adequate or comprehensive consultation process. And so some of those policies are introduced based on government expectation of achieving a certain revenue level without adequate consultation with the stakeholders that are going to be affected. And so a lot of them were quite pessimistic, not because government is not able to introduce policies that will affect growth, but because their voice are not heard when governments introducing policies that will affect growth. And so in the view, some of the policies that have been introduced in the past were quite progressive, and some of the taxes that were introduced were fought out by stakeholders, even in parliament, and yet government went ahead to introduce them, and they didn't uh, really get the result that they were looking for. So there is some pessimistic uh, view from all those who responded, particularly, I mean, based on the 11% respondent that 
only 11% of people were positive that government would introduce policy that would drive economic growth. Quite, quite revealing there. But what other revelations did the survey provide? Yeah. So, um, as rightly stated before, um, most of the respondents were concerned about taxes that have been introduced in the past. So, usually, you would have instances where existing taxes are amended. Uh, so, when there's a rate that um, had been existed, for instance, the VAT was 12%, it was increased to 15%. And so that is something that a lot of respondents were concerned about, that amendments in taxes are likely uh, to uh, affect economic growth and affect their business adversely. So that's uh, something that a lot of respondents were expecting. So over 74% were expecting a reduction in the corporate income tax rates because some industries are paying effective rate of more than 30%. So if you look at all the other levies and taxes that are being paid, uh, new taxes that were introduced recently, the corporate tax at 25%, other levies added on to it, take them all the way to 35%, particularly the financial service sector. So the financial service sector was a key concern. I think most of the respondents in the financial service sector were quite pessimistic because of the effect of certain government policies, one of them being the domestic debt exchange program. That has got huge impact on the financial service sector. So they were quite pessimistic. So they asked for a, a reduction in the corporate income tax rates. Some of the respondents also asked for um, a revision of the VAT and levies tax. So either we are putting all of them and using them as composites, where the VAT and other levies, which currently at about 21%, are all put together as one uh, levy or one uh, tax that's recoverable. As we speak, we have 15% VAT and other levies of about 6%. That takes um, those who operate in the market to about 21%. So that distortion. And in fact, if you look at the survey, one of the findings that came out is among the sub-Saharan African region, those that have seen economic growth have their VAT, that their VAT and levies below 17%. So where our VAT and levies takes you over and above 17%, it's likely to have adverse impact on the economic growth. Mm. And I think, um, so these are the uh, key, some of the findings that came out. All right. Any recommendations? So what we recommend based on the survey findings is one, in the mid-year budget or the main budget for benefits, uh, we have to look at the corporate tax, income tax rates. So historically, you would have 25%, and there will be a combination about increasing it to 30%. Government should be strategic about some industries. So for certain sectors of the economy that we expect to drive economic growth, we can have them enjoy some concession about 5 percentage points. So whereas all other industries are paying 25%, some strategic sectors of the economy should be paying 20%. So that's a strategic initiative that we expect to happen. The second uh, uh, proposal that we have based on our survey findings is that we should review the tax regime particularly on VAT and levies. So either we are putting them together as one composite uh, levy that is recoverable through the input uh, output system, or we are reducing the VAT rate. So it allows mm. um, consumers to enjoy the benefit of the reduction in um, tax. And then the last one okay. is credit financing. So as we speak, uh, a lot of industries are looking for credits and uh, struggle a little bit. One, because interest rates are very high. 
and then also uh, venturing in certain sectors. So we want to do green finance, we want to build green economy. We should have tax incentives for business that are doing green financing and sustainable uh, economy. Those who are building the sustainability of the economy should be given some incentives and also tax incentives to support our green economy. Once we have a sustainable environment, obviously we have a growing economy in a sustainable way. Thank you very much, Yaolati, for your time here on Prime Business. It is a partner, Deloitte Ghana, speaking to me on the back of that survey they conducted. Let's move on to some other stories. And Ghana has not got any strategic petroleum reserves now for crisis moments. This has been confirmed by Managing Director of the Borg Oil Storage and Transportation Company, Edwin Provencal, to Joy Business. But he insists there is no cause for alarm for now. He's been speaking on PM Express Business Edition with George Yaffe. We know we don't, have, we don't have money to buy the strategic reserves. We know that. <coughs> but we are trying. We, what we do is we make sure we have enough inventory to keep the country running. The nation needs to have a, a certain conversation. And that conversation should lead to how we're going to finance our strategic reserves. It's a very critical information. If you ask me whether does Ghana need final, uh, strategic reserves, I say yes, Ghana needs strategic reserves. If you ask me whether a for-profit company like Bost should be the one buying, <laughs> going to take a loan from the bank to keep petroleum products for the nation, I would say no. We can't do that because the strategic reserve, like I said, is like an insurance policy. And you and I who benefit from the insurance policy, we need to finance that, that reserve. Mm. How to finance it is a discussion that needs to be had by the policyholder mm. and, and various stakeholders mm. to find a, 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 an optimal way of financing those reserves. Is the bust margin not enough to take care of all these operational costs of yours? No. Bust margin is strictly for maintenance and operations of the, the network assets. And, and it's, it's... I mean, it used to be about 37... 2020 one, it used to be 37% of our, our, our income. Mm. 2022, it moved to, or 2021 used to be about 47% of our income. 2022, 2021, it got to 37%. 2022, as I speak to you, it's about 11% of our income. Mm. It's, it's nothing to write home about. Edwin Professor with that, uh, my colleague George Yaffe in that interaction there. Joining us is the um, energy strategist and also the CEO of Eureka Energy Solutions, uh, Dr. Yusuf Suleiman, for more on this. Uh, Dr. Suleiman, great to have you on here on Prime Business. I'm pretty sure you've listened to Edwin Provencal. Now, do you think that there is a justification for a levy to be introduced for the nation to build the strategic reserves? Yeah. Uh, good evening to you, Pius, and your cherished voice in Ghana and across the globe. Thank you for having me. Mm. Yeah, indeed, um, if anybody, any pundit who understands or who understands how this industry works, I mean, you will, not, you, you will not fault any attempt, you know, to be able to keep such a reserve. And I'll just tell you uh, uh, the reason why uh, strategic reserves are key to mm. every nation's energy security. Then we can look at uh, how to do it, 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 you know. So, first of all, I think strategic reserves are key. Number one is, an, I will say that it's actually an external economic shock absorber. Actually, it cushions every economy against external shocks. And I'll give you a, a clear-cut example. 
I mean, in volatility period, especially energy market volatility period, um, where we have energy prices dropping drastically or when we have energy prices increasing drastically, it is only your strategic reserves that will buffer you in these areas. So in the oil and gas industry or energy industry, we do have the boom and then the bust cycles. For instance, if you look at 2020, first quarter of 2020, mm. what happened, the market collapsed phenomenally. And if you remember, there was no speed to stop petroleum products. In fact, WTI went to negative. Uh, Brent almost <laughs> became a single digit. That was huge. In that case, if you have massive strategic reserve, what you do is that you store it because it's a volatile period. All right? Now, number two, if you look at the other way around, just change the coin to the other way around. Sometimes petroleum price becomes so expensive. For instance, in the U.S., if you remember, just uh, in the lead-up to Russian crisis, oil prices skyrocketed, and that, that had a lot of impact on pump prices. What did the U.S. do? They released about 180 million barrels of oil per stream day. That is very, very huge. That's like two days, uh, the global consumption. Mm. And it was able to have impact on the market. So, yes, strategic reserve is an energy security undertaking. To the extent that even U.S., if they have to release anything from strategic reserve, it has to pass through Senate or the president has to underwrite, uh, I mean, uh, override everything with uh, emergency. So nobody can underestimate the importance of strategic reserve. And that's, that, that's actually why BOSS was set up to do, to be able to keep that strategic reserve. So in situations whereby the market becomes volatile, that is mm. the key thing. In volatility period, you need your strategic reserve to stay afloat. Right. Other than that, you will not have strategic advantage in, in both areas when oil prices are dropping and when energy prices are going up. Great, great education there. But what do you think um, should be the alternative to funding a strategic petroleum reserves? Yes, yeah, so that's another good question. Um, we can do that uh, from both the upstream side and then the downstream side. I, I always feel that um, I, I want to avoid, I want to uh, uh, remove, uh, I mean, minimize or take away or zero out the temptation of, you know, putting in more taxes. Mm. That would have been the easier way, and the government will only look at the easiest way in the price builder. But yeah, if you understand. ask me, I'll just tell you that the price builder, just restructure. We have a lot of components in the price builder that we can restructure to take some component to, you know, for, for such a reserve, because it's critically important. In the, down, in the upstream also, we can take out some portion of our oil remittances. It's very crucial. You know, maybe 0.01% or 0.1%. That could be huge. Let's put it and use it to cater for strategic reserve, because like it or not, as much as it's a key energy security requirement, it is also very expensive to keep, but I think it's worth it if right. we're able to do that. All right, so Yusuf, I'll plead with you to hold on for me as I engage um, the Executive Secretary of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers Ghana, Duncan Amwa, is the Executive Secretary of the Chamber. Um, Duncan, good to have you on here on uh, Prime Business. First of all, um, are you alarmed that Ghana does not have any uh, strategic petroleum reserves as confirmed by Edwin Provencal? Uh, good evening to you. Good evening to my brother, Yusuf, uh, and to your viewers across the world. Uh, indeed, it is not shocking that BOSS would not have uh, a liter of strategic reserve. Uh, mm. If you look at uh, what BOSS core mandate originally uh, should have been, uh, what their focus currently is, uh, what they are into now, which is more of a trading, mm. uh, you know, bit as opposed to what you set them up with the taxpayers' money for, uh, you get the sense that uh, this whole conversation about even keeping a strategic uh, storage or stock uh, might not sit well with both currently because the tanks have been commercialized. Um, the storage that you expected to have been there uh, for you to fall on 
in in bust and boom times like you just uh, alluded to. Mm. Uh, Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by three thirty one. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Those songs have been commercialized. When BDG's one brings products uh, to store, uh, most would gladly take the product charge commercial rates uh, in order that they rake in some return. Most mm. on its own also, uh, with the recent focus on gold for oil, uh, clearly is also buying and selling products. It's importing products. Uh, is trading products. Uh, you end up wondering what space exactly uh, would you be looking at, you know, uh, should I say putting out there specifically for strategic uh, storage purposes when uh, the, the cushioning that you should have in, in both is currently being used for direct market trading. It becomes, it becomes almost uh, an impossible thing. And so I'm wondering... Uh, how we could situate that whole conversation. If both are so uh, focused on keeping strategic stock, then you can talk of funding. But as a stand, the funds are commercialized, and so it would be difficult to expect uh, that you would have maybe the kind of four to six to eight to 12 weeks storage uh, that a country would need in emergency times, like again, mm. uh, Dr. Suleimana alluded to. It doesn't look like their focus now allows for strategic uh, storage purposes. No. Mm. Mr. Amwa, um, Edwin makes an argument that we should start looking at a levy um, to build the strategic reserves. Do you agree with him on that? Um, if it is a levy, that would probably uh, take out of maybe uh, whatever commercial activities that both itself is engaged in, uh, because you recall for two years uh, standing, both have to declare profit. Mm. Uh, we're going to possibly, I mean, put part of that money uh, into strategic stocks. Uh, yeah. st strategic stocks are not there uh, for free. They have a commercial value. And so uh, when we make the flat argument that consumers should uh, suffer or bear the consequence or pay for it directly at the pumps, uh, so we pay for it at the pumps, you get the stocks, and then you sell the stocks when uh, the bust and boom uh, periods are with us or the price I mean, fluctuations are with us. You also sell for commercial value. So what I paid for uh, in direct uh, levy, uh, what would it amount to for me? So I think that, yes, now that boss is doing quite well, uh, now that we're probably able to get profitable, maybe government should also decide that part of whatever profit boss is making is because the public is paying to maintain the tanks, which, as we speak, are commercial. Because mm. like I indicated, when BDGs store products, 
boss will charge them. When boss brings in product to trade, they are equally engaged in uh, some commercial activity. Yet, it is the taxpayer, it is the transport driver, the taxi driver, who would still pay the boss margin to maintain boss tank. So it's like boss has a free right. Whatever profit boss is making now, I'm sure government could decide through SIGA that let's apply 10% of that. Let's not take everything from them. Okay. We can leave 10% of the 200, 300 million uh, profit made uh, to store some products in there because it is still our money as a state. But to come down to the consumer to say consumers should pay more money. Uh, I don't think that will happen. All right. Time, so. Thank you very much, Don Kanamua, um, for your time. He's Executive Secretary of COPEX speaking to us there. And Dr. Suleimana, you have the last word. Should um, governments look for a strategic partner um, for such a move to build reserves finally? Yeah, so um, whatever alternative that are, alternatives available that are viable, I mean, we can explore that. In fact, I had called severally some time ago because I know in this industry storage is key and storage is one of the key energy security, like it or not. So mm. there was a time I called that if a private player should come in and build mini tanks, the person is going to really more profits. Though it's very expensive, but I think it's potential. So yes, if a private player can do that and then commercialize the tanks, that's the way to go. All right. I only say that Pios, you see Bost, you see Tor, you see GMPC, mm. these, these infrastructures are key to our energy security. But unfortunately, we haven't run them optimally to the best, I mean, to, to give us that positive, you know, return that we require. So, yes, um, if there's any possibility to do that, um, um, why not? If you right. look at U.S., like I always mention Oklahoma Cushioning, it's structured like Bost with we, we depots dotted so, so many areas. We haven't used these depots. You know, right. So, yes, we have to root to bust and make it a bit vibrant, you know, and let it come back to its core mandate. If there is justification that boss can do its core mandate, then people will say, okay, there, there's a requirement for any new levy or whatever. But at the end of the day, uh, but as we speak now, the core mandate, as alluded to uh, my good brother, uh, they are not able to they are not able to do the, the core mandate All right. so it is very difficult to, 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 to say if you need any new levy but of course strategically if you have a partner why not all right. That should be able to do that. Thank so you very you much. I guess your point is well made. Uh, Dr. Yusuf Sulebana uh, speaking to us there. Let's quickly touch on this story before we wrap up. The Ghana Civil Society Cocoa Platform is asking government to increase the cocoa producer price for farmers to avert smuggling of the bean. Co-convener of the platform, Obed Owusu Adai, says the current producer price of 800 cities per bag is not only woefully inadequate, but fueling smuggling of the beans to neighboring countries. Ohemintewia has more. Government increased the cocoa producer price from 660 Ghana cities to 800 Ghana cities per bag, representing an increase of 21% for the 2022-2023 main crop season, which begins in October. But the Ghana Civil Society Cocoa Platform insists the amount is low compared to the same quantity being sold between 1,300 and 1,500 in neighboring Cote d'Ivoire and Togo. The platform is the umbrella body of all groups working around the cocoa industry. Co-convener for the platform, Obed Osu Ade, tells Joy News the development has given birth to cocoa smuggling syndicates that work with some licensed cocoa buying companies in Ghana. It's something that happens um, regularly, but this year has been um, it, it's been a, a different level altogether. Um, we got notice from some of the communities uh, around the border towns that 
um, there is a syndicate that is um, smuggling cocoa into the neighboring countries. So we, we engaged with Cocoa Board and we were told Cocoa Board themselves, the CEO himself, I, we met him at his office and he, he indicated that yes, they have gotten that uh, wins or they, they've been told that there is this smuggling happening. And it's happening in such a way that farmers are working with district uh, officers, the deals, those who buy cocoa uh, beans for cocoa board. Staff of the licensed buying companies are working with some farmers. They buy from the farmers at a cheap price and then they go and uh, they accumulate them and when they get a, a load, they transport to the neighboring countries, especially uh, in Cote d'Ivoire and also in Togo. This is it's no rocket science. If Ghana is paying 800 cities per bag, and in Ivory Coast right now they are paying around 1,350 equivalent in Ghana cities per bag, and Togo is paying about 1,500 Ghana cities equivalent per bag, obviously it makes business sense for farmers to sell to um, deals who might come in and say, I'm, I'm buying your beans a thousand, and when they know they take it to the border, they will get higher price. So that is what we realized was accounting for this whole smuggling. According to him, though some arrests have been made, that alone is not enough to curb the widespread smuggling, which is common in border towns of Elubo and Krankwanta, among others. Right from Elubo, um, all the way through Dadeso, Enche, Jabuso, uh, up to Nkankwanta in the Doma area, and it's across all the border towns in the west. When Mr. Osu Ade, who spoke on the sidelines of a disbursement of 4.8 million US dollar carbon emission funding, Kumasi said the practice, if not checked, can affect Ghana's syndicated cocoa loan program. Ghana, sometimes we get what we call premium. The premium is based on your production, your production and the quality of beans you produce. So if you tell uh, your, your, your buyer that I'll give you 20 tons and the, the year comes and you only give them 10,000 or, or, or 10, they will say that you are not credit worthy. So next year, when, you, when they are buying, they will depreciate your, your, your premium. And so you don't get the money that, and it will go down to the farmer. The farmer will also not get a good price. So there is a real challenge with us not getting the quantity of beans that we anticipate that we will get. It will, it, it, it will really disturb the farmer. It will disturb Ghana's foreign exchange energy. But is this a concern to the Ghana Cocoa Board? And how is the board dealing with the issue from Kumasi for Joy News, Oyemetiria reporting. Hi, I'm Skojo Baka. Prime Sports is next with Ms. Blau. Research has it that malaria is one of the most deadliest diseases in this part of the world. So, whenever you're feeling cold, 
feverish nausea or fatigue get tested if it is malaria do not worry i have good news for you Lunat. Therefore, we're gonna use Lunat to recover. You have malaria? Yes, please. Are you shivering? Yes, yes. You got chills? Yes, Take yes. Lunat. Lunat. First day. Lunat. Take Lunat. Lunat. Second day. Lunat. Take Lunat. Lunat. Third day. Lunat. Take Lunat. Malaria's scared of Lunat. That's all. Lonat scatter scatter malaria. Lonat it is scatter malaria. A quality product from Blaze GVS Pharma. Twelve ambitious talents, eleven weeks of intense grooming, seven talents have dropped off. Now down to the final five. Who emerges the winner for the maiden edition of Joy Prime's Cues and Lyrics and goes home with their twenty thousand cash prize, an all expenses paid trip to Dubai, a recording deal, and other amazing products from our sponsors: TM Music, Lovett, Kwabena Mufasa, Traeger, Limwell, Who Wears the Crown. Vote for your favorite to glory by short code star 711 star 60 hash. Join us on Saturday, July 22, 2023, 8 p.m. at the Silicon Production House, Tesano, as we treat you to back-to-back performances and the crowning of the ultimate winner of cues and lyrics. It will be a night of great music with special performances from Superstar TZ, Mighty, and the newest sensation on the music scene, King Paluta. Come cheer your favorite to victory. Attendance is free. Guests must be seated by 7 p.m. Cues and lyrics is sponsored by Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough, a dancer travels, and Ghana AIDS Commission. Cues and lyrics bring on the music. Joy Prime, your ultimate experience. segment is brought to you by Commander DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries. Hello welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbao. Now the Ghana Football Association Executive Council member Dr. Randy Abe has responded to the criticism surrounding Black Stars coach Chris Eaton uh, clarifying that there is an unwarranted impression of the GFA being uh, against him. Being against him. Now, this comes after Abe's public remarks about Hilton needing to improve following one win in three games since his appointment. Now, Randy Abe's statement followed similar sentiments expressed by George Amako, who remarked that the Black Stars' performance and uh, Hilton had not been impressive. Additionally, Black Stars team manager Amini Shadow suggested that Ghana might have been better off with Otoado in charge, although he acknowledged Hilton's current leadership. Now, their remarks have been interpreted as implying that the GFA holds a negative view towards the former Premier League manager and desires his removal from the position. However, Randy Abbey claims that this is not the case. According to him, there is an unwarranted impression that there is a gang up against Chris Eaton. He spoke to original FM, a crowd-based radio station, and he felt stressed that uh, the association have not even considered a discussion about the coaching role of Chris Eaton. Hence, claims that the association is considering to replace him should be dismissed 
for they have no substance. Meanwhile, former Black Stars captain Stephen Apia has called for patience with the Christian-led technical team of the Black Stars following criticisms of the team's performance by some members of the Ghana Football Association. Now, in recent weeks, Hilton has been criticized by his team manager, Amene Shadow, and some members of the executive council, notably Randy Abe and George Amwako, former management committee chairman of the senior national team. Now, they claim the team has not improved since he took over in March this year. But Stephen Apier reckons the technical team is deficient in terms of personnel and wants stakeholders to be patient. The football that we are all seeing is not about what we see on the pitch. The force is about the people who are on the bench, the technical staff. That's why today you will see that Chelsea, Man City, they are even more than the team itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. The we backroom have, staff. Yeah, we Plenty. have people who... Italy went to the Euros. Ah, we did the Euros together. Yeah. With 37 yeah. backroom staff. So yeah. you have a particular person who is focusing on Ireland. You have a particular person who is focusing on Messi. You have a particular person who is trying to look at the goalkeeper. But... I don't think that we have the... So our technical we, team is deficient? No, I'm not saying that because I'm coming there. So I'm trying to say that at the end of the day, all this thing is money. Do we have the, the money to do that? No. So we, we are deficient in our technical team. But there are other the, people who also talk about the chop and change. Yeah. There hasn't been that consistency. Is that also a challenge? No, it can be because, you see, I think we are living in a country where we don't have patience. We saw when you read Ferguson's books, yeah. when he started, I mean, it wasn't good. But they allow him to do his job. And we have to know one thing that any code that you bring, no, it comes with a different style of play. It come, so the players will never get used to a particular play. That's why maybe... It looks like we we are not getting like what we want to, to, to see. Our time it was it was one code that we We had. Yeah, we had. And look at the way we played. I can close my eyes and I know where Asamwajan is or Matiwamwa is and I'll give him the ball. But today it looks as if we are not I don't want to use the word confuses. It's too harsh. Uh, we are not getting it. So changing coaches to uh, distract the, 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 the system of the, the play of the, 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 the team. Now to the Women's World Cup now, where Olympic champions Canada were forced to settle for a 0-0 draw against Nigeria after captain Christine Sinclair failed to convert a penalty in the opening game of Group B. With normal penalty takers Jesse Fleming out of the starter lineup due to injury, Sinclair opted to take the shot but was subsequently denied by Super Falcons goalkeeper Chiamaka in Nadoza with a defiant one-handed stop. A red card was later handed to Deborah Ajibola Abiodum in the 90 plus 8 minute for a dangerous tackle. However, the Nigerian Super Falcons were able to hold on to secure an important one-point 
in their first game and will be looking to improve in their subsequent games. Also in other games, it was Switzerland who got the better of the Philippines by two goals to nil and Spain also managed to defeat uh, their counterpart by three goals to nil. Here are highlights of that game between Spain and Costa Rica. So this is where another FIFA World Cup begins for these two nations and just as it was in 2015, Spain and Costa Rica start their group campaigns against one another. And Bajaya with it. Aluelo back across goal, brilliant save to turn it over to Totsalera. Flick through, which has found its way all the way through for Esther Gonzalez. Across goal and into her own net. It's Valeria Del Campo who scored Spain's opening goal, the Costa Rican defender. And they might be able to get a second here. It's loose in the box, it's another goal, it's a brilliant finish. It's 2-0 to Spain. Collected again by Abajeda. This time with far more length on the delivery. The header's off the crossbar. The follow-up is flicked in. There's that Esther Gonzalez goal. Spain are 3-0 up in 27 minutes. This is Carmona. And she's gone down. And Spain now have a penalty. And there might be further damage to come for Costa Rica. Hermoso, saved by Solera, and Costa Rica have a moment. Well, Matty's joining in as well, and Carmona nearly got the rewards herself. Still Paruelo. Solera, I think, got a touch on that. Hernandez, low ball in, fizzing ball in. Really brave goalkeeping again from Daniela Solera. It has finished in Wellington. Spain 3, Costa Rica 0. Now the action continues tomorrow and it will continue until the 20th of August when the final will be played. We'll bring you more updates there. But let's look at, do some football transfers now. And uh, Black Stars defender Daniel Amate has arrived in Turkey ahead of his move to Besiktas from English Premier League side Leicester City. Also, Senegalese star Sadio Mane is reportedly on his way out of Bayern Munich to Arnasser of Saudi Arabia after being told he is not in the club's plans for next season. Now, my colleague uh, with our sister station in FM, Fifi Manfred, has been following all of these stories and he joins me via Zoom all the way from Kumasi for some further detail on these very developing stories. Fifi, good to see you again. Um, bring us up to speed on... Um, you know, Daniel Amate, we understand he's landed in Turkey to, you know, complete a move to Besiktas. Um, what more can you share with us on this very move? So, um, first of all, thank you very much, Busbao, but I can confirm that that deal is official. Daniel Amate hasn't just landed in Besiktas. He has also officially signed for Besiktas from Leicester City. Um, last season, if you look at the English League, his team, Leicester City, had been relegated and in coming back this season he felt that there was a need for him to move away the club wanted to offload some of this their assets um, since they are going to play in the english division one so they allowed daniel amati to go away and it's at bashiktas that he has gotten a deal for men so it's official daniel amati is a new bashiktas player 
Well, interesting. Let's talk about uh, the Black Stars. Uh, you know, uh, even before that, let's do Thomas Partey now. We understand does uh, Arsenal have an update on him because there were rumours that he's likely to leave Arsenal. But we understand there is an update relative which will possibly see him stay at Arsenal come next season. What do you have to share with us on that? So Thomas Partey should have um, travelled first time when Arsenal were leaving England to the US of A. But um, he wasn't with the travelling squad. Two days later. He traveled from England to the U.S. of A. And the reason why that at the time, he had to complete some regular tests that are supposed to be done at Colony when they report, and also to do the first few days' physical fitness test before he joins the team. He has joined the team um, in the U.S. of A. for preseason. And uh, my colleague, Muftar um, Fento, did uh, reports that Arsenal seem to have changed their mind with respect to that. They are not planning on letting him go again. I mean, Arsenal were looking to get in Romeo Lavia to be a replacement for Thomas party But then when they realized it was going to be difficult to get that job done, especially after um, being um, all the money being taken away from them from by West Ham for the Declan Rice, though they know that you need to hold on to the, um, the, the Ghanaian and Thomas party looks like he's staying. Earlier on, there were reports that he had um, um, agreed a deal with Mala Ali's side in Saudi Arabia, but then really, that wasn't done yet. And Thomas party looks like he's going to stay in North London. It's a good one for him. I think that this is an him a chance to go ahead and win something big with Arsenal. The, the team, he was part of the beginning. At, uh, he was there at the beginning of the project. He has been with it for a very long time. He started with Elneny and Jaka. Jaka and Elneny are out of the club now. He is now the main senior midfielder in that midfield. Elneny is still there, but then he's like, with respect to playing time and what have you, he's the main assistant now. So I think that Partey should be part of this team and possibly get close to winning a trophy this season or the next. Let's talk about Black Stars captain now, uh, Andre Didier He last played for Nottingham Forest after moving from Al Saad in Qatar. At the moment, of course, he signed for Nottingham Forest on a six-month deal. It has ended and he's clubless at the moment. Uh, what do you have to share with us relative to some potential move? If, have there been any clubs that have shown interest in the Black Stars captain, Andre Didier So, So... Andre Ayu will never run short of seaters, um, both in Europe and then, of course, um, in the Qatari region, in the Saudi region as well. Um, I can tell you that his people, his entourage, are working endlessly on the club to make sure that they find a club for Andre Ayu. But some of the clubs that we can be known down the road of, of Andre Ayu is also Turkish club um, Fenerbahce, who are looking at Andre Ayu possibly to go ahead and sign him. Well, um, as a free agent that stands now. There's also the possibility of the Saudi Pro League. Um, I know that his people are talking to some of the people at the Saudi Pro League to hopefully get... We'll try and reconnect to uh, my colleague Fifi Manfred there. Team in there because men have to go. Yeah, interesting. So um, you mentioned, Fifi, that um, he's likely to end up in Saudi Arabia or possibly make a return to Qatar. But is it really the case that um, we are likely to see the Black Stars captain make a return to Europe? Well, like I said, I don't think Andre Dayu will be short of European um, European suitors. There are going to be people that would want to want him in Europe. Albeit isn't going to be in the mainstream Europe, like the German Bundesliga or the English um, EPL or even the French Liga or something like that. But I think that in clubs. Um, in say, Czech Republic, in Serbia, and what's not, he's going to get suitors. The problem is, especially in Turkey, which is also in Europe, he's going to get these suitors. The problem is, does he want to play 
in Turkey in the Turkish um, Superliga, or he wants to go for some good money in a golf region. Interesting. And let's talk about, uh, you know, Senegalese star Sadio Mane. He's one person whose transfer has been, you know, on the radar, been back and forth. He wants to stay at Bayern Munich. However, we understand Bayern Munich wants to let him go. And at the moment, what we understand is that uh, he's likely to end up at Al Nasser with Cristiano Ronaldo. Can you, well, what do you have to tell us about that potential move to Saudi Arabia by Sadio Mane? So... At the beginning of this transfer window, Sadio Mane to Al Nasser or, or even to any club in Saudi Arabia um, was far-fetched. A lot of the people that are in control of Saudi football felt that Sadio Mane was an outlier with respect to the players that they wanted. They knew that he had just joined Bayern just a little over a year. They knew that he was just trying to settle down in Germany. They knew that he was going to be a player that maybe the Germans would have loved. But then you remember what happened to Sadio Mane, and then, of course, his um, Senegalese counterpart, um, Leroy Sani, when they played in the Champions League. When he had a confrontation with Leroy Sani, actually was physically assaulted Leroy Sani, as reported, and he was uh, punished by Bayern Munich. And for some reason, since that, um, Sadio Mane has come under a lot of backlash in the German media, and, of course, Germany themselves, Bayern Munich themselves, have mentioned that Sadio Mane, um, with respect to his disciplinary issues, he got injured just before the World Cup, they haven't really gotten exactly what they wanted, expected to get from him. And if you look at how Thomas Tuchel wants to play, he doesn't want to be playing with um, false number nines like he did in the past. This time, they are looking to re get Harry Kane into the team. So if they can offload, um, quote-unquote, a troublesome side of your money and get in Harry Kane into your team, it looks like some, that's something that the buying people, the Bavarians are going to love. So that is how come Sadio Mane looks like very likely to go to our nature to partner um, Cristiano Ronaldo. So as it stands now, it's very close um, here that he has even agreed personal terms with our nation. Well, we'll talk about Andre Onana now. Big move is possibly the biggest transfer this week. But before we do Andre Onana, just a little bit on you know, Ghana's darling boy, Fatawi Sahaku. We understand that uh, he was sidelined, you know, he's not part of the senior team at uh, his side from Lisbon. He was not added to the team for the preseason. Is still going to be with the under-21 side. I mean, Fifi, what's your candid position on this? Should Fatahi Saku consider moving away from the club and uh, or possibly on loan or on a permanent move? Or should he continue to stay there and develop, like some people have suggested? Uh, well, can you... Can you... So, for Fatawi Sarko, um, it, it's, it's an interesting conversation. Um, um, Ruben Amorim is one of the managers that loves to develop young talent. And in recent times, um, there were some times where he came on, especially in that game against Spurs in the Champions League under Ruben Amorim. For all of us Ghanaians who follow Fatawi Sarko's progress, the, the, the hope is that we would have loved for him to develop and grow under Ruben Amorim. He hasn't gotten enough game time. The reports from Portugal do suggest that the last time I spoke with Zach Lowe, he was mentioning that um, Fatal really has lost favor in the eyes of Ruben and Maureen. He's been getting the time that he wanted um, to play under Maureen, and it looks like if he doesn't really fit tactically how Ruben and Maureen will want to play. So um, there are a lot of options outside for Fatal. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes 
Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 